welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on steals and deals. Jason and I recently went to an estate sale and picked up some great stuff for a great deal. This got me thinking about my life and the gear I've purchased over time the deals that swayed my tone, and the feeling of finding them. But when is a deal more like a steal? Should you tell someone they priced too low? What did we buy at the estate sale? Is this the first time we've gotten deals like this? Will we ever go back? And our dads, what an influence they have been on us. Well, we will discuss this and more on this Father's Day group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being back onto the couch for another group therapy session. So thanks for being here. I noticed that you are wearing your belt buckle and your six shooters and your Novo. Yep, that's strategically. it. And that is thank it. You. Yep. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I, I think it's become clear that I am your friend with the most need for therapy. So here I am again. <laughs> yeah, well, this actually all stemmed from an activity that we did, yep. but not together, separate, mm-hmm. which was an estate sale. And so we're going to talk about the gear finds, the steals and deals that we have had, yep. kind of, over the last few Weeks, years, lifetime career of buying gear. I love a deal. But first, Father's Day, Sunday. Father's Day. We should share a little bit of a father story since we shared one about the mamas. Yep. So why don't you go ahead and start? You start with Yo Daddy. Well, I I could do 10 episodes on my dad and how great he is. He is literally the greatest man I've ever met in my life. And... Every day, I just do my best impression of him. I try to be as great as he is. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, he's one of those kind of guys that, like, literally is one of the toughest guys I've ever seen, but at the same time is one of the kindest, most loving guys I've ever seen. Police officer for 40-something years. He was, like, the marshal of Dallas, the Dallas marshal, which is super cool. That is super cool. Anyways, just super involved. Never, We never had to question whether he loved us or not. He told us all the time. He coached our baseball and football. And whatever we wanted to do, he was there. And every time I've ever played anywhere musically, he was there, like without a doubt. It just wasn't even a, an option. But I will say my, my biggest guitar-related thing from him is he's, one, always been supportive of me buying guitars. You know, just, oh, Dad, just one more guitar. That's all I need. But the, the yep. best part of it is is... Everything I play to this day that I love, bands and music that I love is from him. Like, so as a coach, you know, we all would always have to sit and wait for the the last kid get to get picked up from practice. And so we'd be sitting in the car, and it was just me and him, and we'd be listening to whatever music he liked at the time. And the things that I remember listening to were ZZ Top, yeah, and Eagles, mm-hmm. and Steve Warner, and Ronnie Millsap. And I mean, these are all things that. I love to this day Chet Atkins. He he always appreciated him too, um, but he just he influenced so much of my life. And you know, the older I get, the more and more I see of myself in him, and that just makes me really happy because I can't think of a, a better person to be like in in my life than him. So I love you, Dad. I know he's going to listen to this because he listens to them all. But uh, 
Yeah. Every everything great about me came from either my mom or my dad, and I, I'm very appreciative for that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned that your dad listens to every single one of these. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my dad does not know how to operate a phone <laughs> or a podcast. Okay. So. Well. He does not listen to these, but he is supportive that I am doing them. Yeah. He actually mentions, because of the videos, doing the okay. YouTube stuff and everything, he's like, when are you going to take the Moserite? Like, when are you going to do one on the Moserite? Yeah. Like, okay. I appreciate that. He likes YouTube, so. We got to hook him up and show him how to do a, listen to a podcast. It open him up to a whole new world. I've got him subscribed, so the thing just pops <laughs> up, and he's just like, I don't know what to do with this yeah, thing. I'm like, well. I don't know. I guess yell at the weatherman. There I don't you know. go. There you go. So, <laughs> but I do have a pretty awesome story because my dad, he was the breadwinner of the house. Basically, he did the sacrifice of I'm not going to be at every single event for every single thing because I need my wife to make sure that these kids are being raised as right as possible. So I need to make the money to make sure that we have that to keep the food in the in the fridge and all that so he was there for most of it don't get right. me wrong he mm-hmm. was there like most of the time but he did have to miss some things so that leads me to probably the greatest story i can tell about my father when it comes to guitar stuff and that story is how i got my first guitar okay i don't think i've ever heard this so when i was a kid i was 14 years old okay And I was playing select baseball, Mm -hmm. and my dad said, you're a really good pitcher. You need to tell the coach that you pitch. And I was like, I don't know, Dad. I don't know. I don't want to rock the boat. I've finally made the team. I'm really excited to be a part of the team. And he said, but you are an excellent pitcher. Like, you've got to tell him. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And he said, what can I do? I will will buy you a gift. Mm, What can I do? If you go and tell the coach that you pitch, you get to pitch all of that. And I said, Dad, I want a Fender Strat. Wow. Okay. So that's a that's a bold move on your part. Yeah. And he said, a Squire Strat? And I said, no, a Fender Strat. <laughs> it's got to say That's it. what I want. Okay. Yep. And he said, okay, well, then we've got to have some ground rules. And these ground rules were, I've got to tell the coach I pitch. Okay. I need to pitch in the game. Okay. I need to get the win on the game. Okay. And I need to pitch at least three innings. That's fair. That's a, that, I mean, those are fair. Because you're you're, you've are yeah. you got a big ask there for asking yeah. for a Fender Strat. Oh, yeah. Right. So he says, yep, all right, I'll, I'll buy you a Strat then okay. if that's what you do. I'm like, okay, oh. sounds good. Okay. And so here I am. I tell the coach. The coach says, sure, we'll give you a shot. We'll have you pl- pitch in the next game. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right, this is going to be my chance. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last few videos that I've done at the house, next to the uh, decibel meter, which, by the way, that is a decibel meter. People keep telling me, they're like, what's that blinky clock-looking thing? And I'm like, it's not a clock. It's a decibel meter. And they're like, yeah, your hygrometer is all messed up. It's not a hygrometer. (laughs) It's a decibel meter. But anyway, so... By the decibel meter, you'll notice that there's a baseball sitting there. And when you look at that baseball, you know, it's hard to see. But what that baseball is, is the very first select baseball game I ever pitched in. This is the baseball, uh, the game ball that they gave me after I pitched, which really equated to a Fender Strat. Yeah. And I wrote on there, I forgot that I had, like, 
yeah, seven, had this baseball and I found it and I went, oh yeah. I'm looking at it right, right now. You had 7,000 strikeouts. Seven Ks. Yeah, well, seven Ks. Yeah. yeah. So I had seven That's strikeouts. I had two walks. Oh, okay. I pitched six in a third inning. Nice. And we ended up winning five to three. It was a two hitter against wow. the drillers. Nice. So beat the crud out of that team and got a fender strat. And who would have known? I, I think I'm I'm the biggest winner ever in baseball. Isn't, I don't care if you're a World Series champion, <laughs> MVP, batting titles, Babe now, Ruth. Now, is that care. the blue Strat that you had? That is the blue Strat. Wow, okay. Maybe I should do a video of my first guitar. That would be fun. Share the story. Do you still have that guitar? My dad has it, actually. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I haven't seen that in a long time. I think that was his goal all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Master you plan. know, maybe he'll just not play. I don't there know. You go. But, but I will say <laughs> that that is probably one of the greatest stories on how you get a first guitar. Oh yeah, you know, for you sure. earned it. You know, in some way. Yes. But probably the best part about all of it is now I play twice a week with my dad at church. That's awesome. So he plays bass. I play guitar, and so I basically have been in a band with my dad now. Since I've kind of, you know, slowed down in the out and playing type of thing and yep. I've moved back to Texas and everything, it's been pretty awesome to be able to play with him the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's very, very cool. And that prob- that gift probably gave him more than it gave you over the years, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Yeah, there's nothing a dad wants to do more than spend time with their kids. A good dad, anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably move on to the next thing. Okay. So thank you, Dad. Yes, thank you, Dad. Love you, Dad. Yep. We have two of the best dads. All right. So where we're going now is we're going to talk about some steals and deals. I mean, obviously, if you're going to think of something being a steal or a deal, it's got to be something that like you cannot believe you got this price for this object, and mm-hmm. it is amazing that you have it. And, well... Free is one of those, so like my Fender Strat, that would be probably yeah. an amazing deal, but yeah. technically I earned that. So I'm not going to go with that one. I'm not going to go or with steal. gifts. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what's, a, what's a good gear steal or deal that you got? Uh, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is that Nobles ODR1 that I got. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been, I've been wanting an old one forever, and, you know, now that Tom Bukovac and Guthrie Trap and... Tim Pierce, all you know, sing the praises of them on YouTube. Everybody wants them. So, the new ones are supposed to sound just as good. But ever, you know, all the the pro guys use the old ones. They're like, yeah, they sound just as good, but we don't use them. And so, I'd always wanted one. And um, uh, you know, uh, I say friend, but it's a kind of an internet friend of mine. He mm-hmm. was gonna sell one. At, yeah, I know. I'd posted that I had one and I loved it. And he's like, well, I've got this vintage one for sale. He said he wanted two fifty for it. And at the time, I just thought that's that's more because. I was thinking 200 was probably around the max. So, yeah. I went and I kind of thought about it for a while, but I decided to hold off on it ultimately. And so I held off. And then about a year later, I was like, man, I really want that. So I, I sent him a message on, on, we're friends on Facebook. So I sent him a message 
was like, hey, do you, you still have that ODR1? He goes, yeah, it's sitting in my drawer. I'm not using it. I was like, well, do you still want to sell it? And he's like, yeah, perfect timing. I was hoping to sell it and still sell it for 250 So I sold it for 250 and now I look and they're like 900 bucks, 1100 bucks on Reverb. And, oh, yeah. And so they've gone up ridiculous amounts. I think they've they've kind of um, been affected kind of like the Klon KTRs and the King of Tones by COVID and all their prices have just yeah. gone insane through the roof and people are... People are paying that for him, but I yeah. I kind of made him a deal that I wouldn't sell it, so I'm holding on to it. You know, not going to flip it. I'm just going to use it and keep using it because I I just love it. So that's that's the only one I really have. But I did have a memory the other day. I was driving past a place where there used to be this old music store, and you you might remember it. Do you remember a place called Musical Palette? Kind of a junky place in North Arizona yeah. Hills. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. It was in like the little strip mall. Yep, exactly. And so. I, um, Where the strippers are found. Well, not that kind of strip mall. I uh, paint strippers. Nope, nope. Oh, just hmm. strip mall. I don't know why they call it that, honestly. So yeah, so I walked in there one day, and and there was a lady that worked in there. Her name was Tina, and she was super nice. Maybe a little tiny rough around the edges, but you could tell she was like a musician, and her husband was a musician, and they just they opened a music store, kind of like what I want to open myself, to be honest. But um, in there, I remember walking in, I saw a Fender Princeton Reverb, like a early 70s. And I think they had it marked for like 375 yeah. 375 Yeah. And I bought it. I did buy it and I loved it. I ended up selling it for something. But now that same amp is probably $1,800, $2,000. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, but, th- I mean, those are the only two I can really think of. I have always been that kind of person. Like if I went to a yard sale or a garage sale or an estate sale or something like that. Let's say somebody pulls out a, a brown or a tweed fender case and they're like, you know, I've got this 52 Telecaster here and I only want 50 bucks for it. I just don't think I could buy it for 50 bucks. I would have to tell somebody, no. hey, I, I just, I, I, that wouldn't sit right with me. So I've never yeah. had anything like that where it's just like a steal, but I have to, I have to have some good deals on things for sure. I've had a few that I I classify as that really, like, just amazing deal. Mm -hmm. And one of them, actually, on Craigslist, I found a 1965 Gibson LGO acoustic. Yeah, seen that. And at the time, they were going for, like, eight, nine hundred bucks, and a guy was trying to get rid of it for four fifty with the case. Wow. And I met the guy in Dallas and said, okay, well, let me look at it. And I picked it up, and I played it, and I just kind of stared at it in a little bit of disbelief because as I was looking at it, I was like, this is easily that seven, $800 mark for its condition. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well I can't argue with you. So four fifty, it is, here's the cash, put it in the trunk left. And I think it was like four or five months later, all of a sudden they were going for 1100 solid. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's, that's a pretty amazing deal, you know, especially when you don't have to pay all the taxes and shipping yeah, sure. and all that kind of stuff on top of it. That's right. Another one that I have that I think that you'll get a kick out of mm-hmm. is, do you remember my Gibson Les Paul monitors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Sunburst ones. Yeah, it's yeah. It, for those that don't remember this, the 4-inch model was like six hundred dollars a piece yeah and then the the six inch model was like nine hundred dollars a piece and then there was like a 
12 inch model or something, maybe an eight inch. And it was like a thousand dollars a piece. Crazy. And yeah, super crazy. And I ended up getting my monitors for about a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. That's a, that's a deal. And I can't, I can't remember the, the circumstances. Where did you get those? So they were blowing them out one day. Okay. All these different shops, and I remember looking and going, oh, "Man, I can't justify spending like three, four hundred dollars yeah. on a pair of these." It's like, "Nah, I'm just not going to do it." And I kind of kicked myself for a while, and then about a year and a half later, all of a sudden, American Musical Supply, yep, put them out for a hundred bucks a piece. Dang! Okay. And everybody'd been out of stock forever, and I was like, "Hold on, this isn't." Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just one of those things that I'm sure they were cleaning out the warehouse and they went, oh, shoot, <laughs> yeah. we still got some of these. Hey, we just found something. And yeah, I, I went for it and I got them and they're cool. I use them almost every day. That's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. And they look yeah, very, very cool. They look super cool too. Well, and part of the reason why I got them is because they match my Les Paul. Yeah. Kind of both of them now. And then I got the R9. Yeah. And it's actually... Pretty close to the R9, uh, too, except the R9 doesn't have the black edge. Right, right. Yeah, but it's it's really cool. And are they, I can't, I'm trying to remember, are they flamey or are they just sunburst? They are. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's sunburst with that flame maple front. That's very cool. Yeah, and actually when you turn them on, the Gibson logo lights up. Nice. To let you know that it's going. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And and you know what? They sound really good. They Do, do they stay in tune or, or no? Uh, just well, it's weird. There's this frequency, the G frequency, yep, it's the, and it, it always seems yep. to be a little weird. It is always out of tune. I don't know what I it is. It. Yep. I dropped one, and the tweeter broke off, but I had it repaired, so okay. we're good. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like the headstock. <laughs> you just get it repaired. Yeah. Oh, I, I was with you. It took me a second, but then I was like, oh, I get this. You know, I hear that. I hear that once you get the tweeter repaired, they're actually stronger than than they were to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, well, now I'm not afraid to go out and use it. Right. That's really what right. it is. Right. It's a war scar. Well, it's because of the yeah. angle that they put those tweeters in it. They're at such an extreme angle. Yes. It causes that. Yeah, that has to be what it is. Mm-hmm. I top wrap them as well. Okay. I top wrap the cords. Yep. Because I feel that the tones are more slinky. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. a lot about monitors. Yeah. That's it. Nice. <laughs> Pure rock and roll right there. Pure yeah. rock and roll. Okay, so I have I have one more. I'm going to share one more okay. steal and deal before we get to the estate sale. Oh yes, the because sale. there's a good story behind this estate sale. Oh yeah, and so great. this is going to be fun. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you about one more amazing deal I got. Okay, and have you heard of the PRS Custom 22 Piezo? I have. I've actually played one before. Yeah, so those are the ones that are currently out. They have a tremolo on them and everything, yep. so that's really cool. Well, the predecessor to that was called the P22. Oh, no, I've played P that one. P stands for yeah. piezo, not I pancakes. Thought, yeah, I thought pancakes is... <laughs> no, knock, knock. Are you sure? <laughs> you sure that stands for piezo? Or piezo, as some people say? But yes, that's what it stands for. Okay. Maybe it stands for Paul. PRS? I mean... Paul Reed Smith, my Paul brother, 22. Paul Reed Smith. Yeah, that would be MBP. True. <laughs> okay. But the P stands for piezo or piezo. And then the 22 is how many frets? Oh, okay. And okay. so, yeah, yeah. who would have thought? Right? I thought that's how many strings it had. You would have thought, but it's not a harp. Okay. 
learn something new every day. But anyway, I have the P22 and I have an artist model from wow. 2014. You don't have to brag. And this guitar is nearly $6,000. And I picked it up for 2500. That's that's a good deal. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here yeah. to your face virtually and lie to you. I'm going to tell you that's a good deal. Yes. Yeah. And actually, it goes really, really well with that Gibson ES355, yeah. which is also yeah. a nearly $6,000 guitar. Okay. And I picked that up for $2,000 shipped to my door. Okay. So where did you get the PRS from? I got that from my buddy, Doug. Okay. He actually, it, I felt really bad because this is what happened, was I offered him... 3500 for it. Okay. And he said, no, I'll give it to you for 2500 And I said, no. He's a terrible negotiator. I don't think you remember how much this thing is worth. Yeah. He's the worst. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't think you remember how much this thing's worth. And he says, nope, I'll take it for 2500 or I'll sell it somewhere else. Wow. And I went, okay then. Now, did you have to do anything else for him, like a massage or like rub his yes. hair or anything? Just shampoo his hair for him? Yep. I, I did his lawn work. Shirtless. And, uh, yes. And I also um, re-roofed his house. And can we, can we at some time please get your buddy Doug on here? I need to hear this guy's story. I need to hear him and Dr. Wu talk. I just want to hear their experiences. Dr. Wu has refused to come on so far. Gosh. So far. Like, like are we talking, when you say refuse, like, I just picture you like, come on, Dr. Wu. And he's like, no, I won't do it. <laughs> I refuse to come on that piece of crap podcast. Everybody has one. Nobody listens. I'm not doing it. And you're like, dude, I just, no. Is that what he does? Um, well, he in my was mind, an army ranger. In, yeah, okay. So, so he's a badass. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Tattoo and all. That's awesome. So, I would just love to hear his stories because I'm sure he has cool stories. Yes. Um, unless, he ran sound for the Beatles. That sounds like a lie. I got to tell you, speaking of the Beatles, <laughs> you know how, and and I don't think Oliver, my stepson, I don't think he listens, but you know how kids, like when they're, I don't know, 17 to 22 or like they know everything and they're just so much cooler than everything. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Oliver's not necessarily like that. He's actually a really just nice young man. Like he's, he's polite, but... He's got a friend over the other day, and they were talking about different songs that we had played. And Oliver had told him that he played drums with us one day, and they're like, well, what songs does he play? And so he told him, you know, and we just play stuff for fun, like that everybody can play simple songs. And so one of the ones was Get Back. Oh, yeah. This kid that plays bass, he's like, oh, I hate the Beatles. They're so overrated. People only like them because they're popular. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. And I get it. Like, I don't love, yep. the, I don't love the Beatles either, but... I'm like, for you to say that the Beatles suck and people, first of all, the sentence people only like them because they're popular makes no sense at all. Like, isn't, aren't yeah. you popular because people like you? Or or don't like you. You're popular even if people don't like That's you. That's true. But I just thought it was If funny. everybody knows you, you'd be considered popular. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But, you know, I mean, compared to the gems that this kid's putting out, McCartney and Lennon, they've got nothing. They've got nothing. They're just oh, a bunch yeah. of old spares. So, yeah, I was terrible. Just, it Absolutely. cracked me up. Yeah, but anyways, okay. I'm well, sorry. So, and what's funny is if you actually ask him who he's into, yeah, I'm willing to bet 
a large portion of those bands are influenced by a band or by the Beatles directly. Yeah, like one you or know, two generations. It's really, it's like, it's not even six degrees no. to Kevin Bacon. It's two degrees to the Beatles. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. And three degrees to Bob Dylan. Okay, I can respect that. And I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan. Me neither. But That guy cannot sing. He's the worst. I, no. He sucks. But he... I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's um, so popular yeah. he sucks <laughs> he's only popular because people like him okay so back to my hey, point this get is, back this is get about, back to where you once belonged this is about doug here <laughs> so imagine this guitar oh, yes. this this p22 that you speak of this pancake 22 mm-hmm. that you were yes. not buying it from doug let's say you found it on craigslist okay where i know you do shopping for all sorts of things yep like scrap wood misconnections casual encounters <laughs> Um, hold on hold on no 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 <laughs> what stop that stop <laughs> just kidding that. um let's say you find it though and you you find it on there and it says hey my husband just died i'm selling his guitars you know whatever uh this prs for two hundred dollars what do you do well i can answer that with an actual scenario okay i was on facebook marketplace okay and there was a guy who was selling his early 2000s les paul standard Okay. And he posted it for $750. Okay. That's a nice price. And I replied right away and said, you're about a thousand off the mark. Okay. So you offered him minus 300? Yeah, he owes me (laughs) money. No. Uh, I told him 1750 is probably a good low price, and then it should go up from there. Okay. And he said... Thank you for letting me know you're probably right, but I have a guy who's going to be coming this afternoon to buy it. Whew. So did you offer him a thousand and run over there? Well, I mean, he didn't, he didn't reply with anything else. And I went, you know, I'm not going to yeah, say anything yeah. else. You know, I don't I mean, know if he wants to get rid of it, deal that's the price. But yeah, that is sad whenever, cause the other person probably just flipped it, you know, made 600 bucks off of it right. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So the, to answer your question, if I showed up, to a widow's house or a widower's house or mm-hmm. whoever and they've got their dad's old guitar or their old guitar or their husband's old guitar whatever yep and they have no idea what it's worth they've got a 54 telecaster and they are looking to sell it for $200 i will tell them they are far off the mark mm-hmm. i will tell them i cannot afford it but I will give you what I could afford. Yeah. And leave it yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another thing you could do in that situation is say, I'll buy it from you for the two hundred dollars, but it's worth, you know, thirty. So if you want, what we can do is we can sell it, I'll sell it for you, then we split the profit. Maybe you both get fifteen grand. That's for true. It. That's another f- nice you broker it. fair thing. Yeah. Well the thing is is that I'd want to keep it though. Yeah, I know. But the thing is is somebody's gonna come in. And somebody's going to snatch it up for 200 bucks, and then they're going to resell it. You know, some guitar shop or something. So yeah. I don't I don't know. It's, it's a very tricky situation. But anyways, okay, I digress. It is. So let me ask you the question then. Okay. So let's say that one of your students okay. comes into school, and they have a 1957 Telecaster. <laughs> okay. And they put it down and say, hey, Mr. Cornelius... I know how much you love guitars, Yep. and this has just kind of been sitting around in a closet, Mm -hmm. and my parents don't want it anymore, so we wanted you to just have this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
would you, because you're thinking, okay, now it's a gift. Yep. yep. Would you graciously accept the gift or would you say, no, I need to give you something for this? Okay. Well, first of all, I'd ask him if it's been refinished yet. Because if it has, I'd say, get the F out of here. That's right. Especially if it's poly. When I say, yeah, ugh. When I say F, I mean the fender. It's got to be nitro. When I I said get the F out of here, I meant fender just for everybody. Just so y'all know. Oh, okay. Get the fender out of here. That's right. Um, So where I work, we couldn't accept any gift over, I think, 50 bucks. So I would obviously not accept it. But I would 100% tell them that is a 57 telly. Like, let me show you what that's worth. And then, you know, I I might, who knows? Maybe I talk to the parents and say, if you ever want to sell it, let me know. Maybe I can pay you like monthly like something whatever because you know i'd love to have it obviously but yeah i don't have that kind of money laying around i might do something like that you know maybe trade a kidney for it or a you know maybe maybe a heart trade a heart or a lung or something for it yeah um you would have to sell a lot of blood plasma semen whatever brain. in order to be able to yeah really afford that yeah but it, i mean it could be worth it so i'm potentially sitting on a gold mine here um yeah it's true. Yeah, so so um I would I would one hundred percent too hard. You're gonna I, wreck you know, yourself. I know, I know. No <laughs> bicycle riding. I I a hundred percent would tell them because I could not live with myself just being like, Oh yeah, man, that's a cool guitar, I'll take it. And then having a thirty th- I'd feel guilty every time I played it. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah, I completely agree. But I would love a vintage guitar. I'm not gonna lie. I'd love one. Yeah. Oh, me too. And honestly, of all the vintage guitars that I think that I would be ecstatic to own, I would be more ecstatic to own a Fender vintage guitar yep. than a Gibson vintage guitar. Really? And I know that seems weird because I'm such a Gibson guy. You are. But I have played vintage Gibsons and mm-hmm. I have played vintage Fenders. And the feel of a vintage Fender is just so different. Mm-hmm. It's unlike any other type of guitar I've ever yep. played. I think we can all probably agree that Fender makes better guitars than Gibson does. That doesn't mean that we don't love Gibson guitars, no. but they are better. <laughs> They're better at it. Their headstocks don't break. They stay in tune. Their finishes are more, you know, when you buy a custom shop Fender, it's going to be immaculate where custom shop Gibsons has finished flaws and, you know, layers of paint chipping off. They're just better. They're better at it. I will agree that they are engineered more superior. Yep. But I could also make an argument that PRS does it better than all of them. Yep. I wouldn't totally disagree with that. So speaking of PRS, we've got some things to talk about on this estate sale. Yep. And we are going to hear from our sponsors first, Mm. and then we will come back. Great. Love our sponsors. So let's take a break for our sponsors. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, family-friendly, and camping, then you need to come to LifeFest. In July of 2022, they will have two festivals once again. One at the Sunnyview Fairgrounds in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and the other at the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bonagua, Tennessee. I'll see you there. Let's hear from another sponsor. 
Since 2003, the Crestman Guitar Company has been repairing stringed instruments and building custom guitars and basses. In 2021, Kretzman started production of a solid body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable, awesome looking and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at KretzmanGuitars.com. That's K-R-E-T-Z-M-A-N-N Guitars.com. Welcome back to the Tweet Couch. Hey, that's my line. Oh, sorry. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, this is this is mine. I, I mean, did, sorry, I was, the therapy session has started. You did not read again. confidentiality with me at all. You know what? It's implied because you send me the audio when we're all done. Oh, true. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this estate sale. And you have a great story in what you purchased. I have an okay story in what mm-hmm. I purchased from this. But first, we need to have the story of... How did we find out about this estate sale? Okay, well, let me rewind back to a long time ago when I was just a, a kid. My grandfather loved garage sales, like loved them. He would go every Friday, Saturday, and he would be there 6 a.m., 7 a.m., whenever they opened, and he would go to garage sales. And he loved going to them, just loved them. And he would buy stuff all the time. He would, I mean, he just loved them. And he had plenty of money, so he didn't need to go to them. But he went, and now I get it that he he just liked finding old stuff. He liked finding random stuff. He liked all that stuff. But most of all, he just liked talking to people. Like, he just wanted to go and talk to people. And yeah. it, it just, it became his, his, um, his hobby on the weekends. And so I, I would go with him sometimes. Sometimes we'd meet up and we'd go with him. And I just have a very fond experience of garage sales and going and, We'd meet over between our house and his house and go to those. And so I've always loved them. One of my good friends, Travis, he a couple of years ago told me, he's like, I just love going to estate sales. They're just so much fun. And, you know, I find a bunch of vinyl records and all sorts of stuff at them. And I just thought, thought, oh, that's cool. But, you know, we work during the week. It's hard to to get to whatever. Right. So maybe about a year, maybe not a year ago, maybe less than six months ago, whatever, Kim decided she wanted to go to some estate sales because she just loves old stuff too. Like just loves it. Like, and she loves yeah. looking at houses and, and so she was going to estate sales. So the last maybe two, three months I would look on this website, estatesales.net, And I would, um, find estate sales for us. I was like, Oh, this one looks cool. And so now that I'm off for summer, I'd be looking for them. And I was like, Hey, let's go to this one tomorrow. We'll go to this one. And you know, we'd kind of plan like a morning of it. It's like, we can go here and then we'll go eat breakfast over here. We'll go here and, you know, just it became a fun thing. So one Wednesday night about a week ago, I was sitting there and we were watching something on TV, probably 90 Day Fiance, I'm guessing. We're uh Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Something trashy. We're something terribly trashy. We're watching that <laughs> and and I come across this estate sale and I'm like, whoa, 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 because it looks like a picture that could be my guitar room. It just it has like yeah. guitars hanging on the wall and amps everywhere, and I was like, wait just a minute. And so um, I'm looking through and the gentleman that had the guitars had some nice stuff like a Rickenbacker, Taylor's yes. PRS. He had, yes. um, car amps and so Mesa boogie. Amps. I remember what they all were. So I'm going to go ahead and list them off because yeah. I, I remember okay. very clearly that I did he too. had a Rickenbacker 660. Yep. He had a PRS hollow body one. Mm-hmm. He had a PRS artist. Brazilian. Yep. He had a PRS single cut artist grade. 
he had a, another PRS that was kind of this slate color, but it had the actual moons on it, which they don't do moons anymore. Right. They have dots, but they don't do the moons. That had moons, and it was super cool. He had a base that was like a... I forget what the name of that one was, but it was like a $10,000 base. It's like a BC Rich or something. Like it was kind of... Well, yeah, he had a BC Rich as well. Yeah. And then there was all the acoustics. Oh, they also had a Fender Custom Shop Strat. Then for the acoustics, he had a Taylor 12 string. He Mm -hmm. had a Taylor 810CE. He had a Taylor 914CE. He had a Grand Concert Koa. That's right. That was actually gone before I got there. And so was the Rick. Yep. And then he had all these amps. He had a Mesa Mark V. He had a JCM 800. Mm-hmm. He had a car amp. Mm-hmm. He had a, about three different Ampeg, like base amp type things, but none of them were like high dollar ones. They were all like the lower beginner model style. Yeah. yeah. But then on top of all of that, and I'm sure I'm missing, oh, he had Blues Junior too. Okay. And I'm sure I'm missing a few of those things. But then you go to another room, and he had a complete drum set. And it wasn't just a drum set. It was a <laughs> no. drum set with two kick drums. Yep. Like a big, nice drum I mean, set. Yeah. And then there was electronic drum kit. Plus a bunch of accessories yeah. and a bunch of stuff. And there was it a huge was, keyboard. It was amazing. What's, what's the keyboard? Oh, yeah. is, it, is it a Phantom? Is that what it's called? Uh, it was gone when I showed up. Okay. There, so I have no there idea was, what the keyboard There were. was a big, huge, like fancy professional keyboard. Not Not a... Is that a name of one? Is there one called a Phantom? Maybe. I don't know. But whatever it was, it was really... There's probably somebody right now just like so mad that I don't know what it's called. But Please let us know. Tell us that we messed up what it is and what yeah. it is. <laughs> um, don't tell me, though, because I don't like failure in life. But tell Dr. T. Yeah, because I love failure in life. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I saw all these guitars. And, I, you know, I'm teaching summer school, so I went to school the next day you know i'm there from seven till 12 30 and uh at 12 30 i called kim and i was like hey i i kind of want to go to that estate sale it's it's in arlington which is you know about 20 25 minutes away and she's like yeah i figured yeah. you would and so i'm 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 waiting here i'll come by and you know pick me up and i'll go with you and i was like oh sweet so i go by pick her up we head out there and i walk in and just those guitars are just beautiful and they're all beautiful and there was just yeah. one that I was like, whew, I just went straight to, and I couldn't, I can't describe it, but I was just like, that looks like a nice guitar. So the lady in there was super nice. She's like, can you want to play it? I was like, sure. So I play it, and she's like, well, plug it in, plug it in. So I plug it in, and I just, I love the way it felt. It had a nice neck on it. It was super light, yeah. and it was the PRS Hollow Body 1. Uh, just a natural yes. finish. Didn't have any color on there. I kind of like like a, a violin burst or amber burst a little bit better. But mm-hmm. it had this just natural finish, and it had the flamey top. And I look at the back, and it's a tin top. And I'm like, whew. And so I, in yeah. my mind, I'm like, this is a nice guitar. So I just I, I look at it, and it's priced at 2500 which to me is yeah. to me is not like, oh, my gosh, I'm stealing this for 200 bucks. It's more like, okay, this is a great deal, like I, I felt like anyways. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been looking at, like, the, the S2 models and different things, and they're they're hovering around that much for that. And so 
Mm-hmm. I look at it. It's a two thousand, or I didn't know it at the time, but I sent you a picture of it, and I was like, "What? What am I looking at here?" And and I tried not to put the price tag in there because I didn't want you to get too excited. But now, when I look yeah. back, you could see the price in there. So, so to go into my side, okay. Yeah. So we'll do the, the okay. flip into the story. So now yeah. we're all of a sudden where Doctor T is. Yeah. Doctor T is at Home Depot with his wife, <laughs> talking about how to redo the kitchen and it okay. not cost an arm and a leg. All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So we're doing all this, and all of a sudden. Phone buzz. It's been buzzing nonstop because I've got, I'm in a group text. I'm in this. I'm like, uh, uh, but the text came in from you and I went, Jason usually doesn't text me unless it's something. Yeah. It's something good. I go ahead and I look and you said, how much do you think this thing is worth? And I looked at it and I was like, well, that's a hollow body. Is it a one or a two? And I couldn't figure it out. And the only way you can really figure out is if you flip it over to the back. Okay. Because the one only has the flame front. Right. The two has two flamed, like has a flamed front and a flamed back. Right. And so I said, is the back flamed or not flamed? Or I forget how I said it, but it was like, show me the back. Yeah, yeah. And you showed me the back and you showed me it was mahogany. And I was Uh like, okay, that's a hollow body one. Right. If it has the original case and everything, you're probably looking at three grand as a good deal. Yeah. And I didn't realize the sticker was in there. Yeah. So I missed it. <laughs> so, yeah. So they had it marked at 2500 And so in my mind, I thought, okay, I'm going to get this because it's a good deal. And so the lady there is like, you know, make an offer on it, whatever. She was super nice. And I just, I don't know. I hate playing that game. And I was kind of just, I was kind of in the mindset of, you know, just what do, what do you think? What do you think you could do for it and still sleep at night? It's what I asked her. And uh, she goes, well, let me let me go talk to my. She's like, I got a number in mind. Let me let me go talk. And so in my mind, I was thinking I should offer him 23 for it because, you know, that's that's taking about 10 yeah. percent off, basically. Yeah, I basically told you if they're taking offers, 2200 and go home. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking that in my head, but I was like, well, I don't want to I don't want to show my my hand too soon. And so in my mind, like I would have paid 25 for it because I loved it. But I, mm-hmm. I asked her and she comes back. She goes, can you do two on it? And I probably could have negotiated even more with her because the way she asked it, she's like, could you do two? And I was like, absolutely. And so she goes and gets a case for it. And she gets a case and I'm like, dang it, that's not the factory case. That's that's a yeah. cheapo case. And so she puts it yeah, in or whatever. black case. Yeah, black yeah. case. No you know, PRS on there or anything. So I was like, ah, it's fine. It's still a nice guitar. It's, and they've got like all the paperwork for it and everything. And so I'm texting you on the way home and I'm just super excited. I asked if it came with the original case. Yeah. And, I and said, you said, I don't think so. And yeah, I said, send me a picture. Well, yeah, you said, send me a picture. I was like, well, I'm driving right now. I'll, I'll, I'll send it when you get home. And so you sent me a picture back and you're like, does it look like this? And I was like, yeah, it looks exactly like that. And so it turns out it was the original case, which I didn't know. Yeah, PRS keeps their cases like unidentifiable for the most part mm-hmm. simply because they just want to keep it safe. People steal stuff that right, has right. certain things. There's a few exceptions like anniversary models and stuff uh-huh. like that, but well, otherwise. You, and you got to think too, the only, the only hard shell case I'd seen is the Swamp Ash Special, which is the white case That's and it right. says PRS on there. Mm-hmm. And then my other ones had only had, yeah, my other ones had only had gig bags. And so I was like, oh, this can't be it. And so, yeah, so I'm driving home and then I'm even more excited. Well, then I get home and I was, I start researching. I was like, well, I, I got to figure out what kind of pickups are in this. I was like, well, let me look at the card. Cause I know they had all the paperwork and I start looking for it. And I was like, Kim, do you have the paperwork? And she's like, no, I gave it to you. And I was like, oh <laughs> crap. And so I'm frantic because I'm like, crap, I just lost all the, this. This guy who had passed away, I think, um, 
had all his paperwork meticulously saved in the baggies and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, so I email, I find the company online, I email, and I was like, hey, I bought a guitar today. Is there any change to all the paperwork? She's like, yep, we've got it. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'll be back. And th- I bought it Thursday, but I, I went back on Friday morning, picked it up. I was so happy they yeah. had it. I looked around. I didn't buy anything else, but Oliver bought a couple of drum things. I think he bought a cymbal case, yep. maybe a couple other things. So anyways, I looked around. They still had almost everything there. And they're like, you know, we're going to drop the prices on Sunday. And I was like, okay. I sent it to you, and you went by. Do you want to go and tell your story? Yeah, it was it was crazy because you showed it to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Because we were texting back and forth. Yeah. And I was like, is the Rickenbacker still there? Because I've actually been looking for a Rickenbacker 660. Mm-hmm. I wanted Fire Glow, and this one was in the Maple Glow, but... Yep. The price they had on there was twenty six hundred, and I went, "That's fair." Yeah, but if they were willing to go two grand on something twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. I could go pick that up for twenty one, and I would yeah. do it in a yeah. heartbeat. And so I was excited to see that. And so I grabbed the kids. Everybody, I was like, "I want to go," and they were mm-hmm. like, "Okay, let's go ahead and go." And I was at IKEA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once again, we're kitchen stuff. So IKEA happens to be. Right next to Arlington yep. in Grand Prairie. And so we drive by and we go there and I'm looking around. And as I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, man, none of these things are like a steal yet. Yeah. And the grumpy old lady at the front was like, no one takes anything off of anything anymore. Yeah. And yeah, whatever. So I was like, whatever. But <laughs> what I did find was two things. Okay. I found... He had all these slides, mm-hmm. and you you already know, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, that slide is my downfall. I want to be able to play slide. Okay. I am terrible at playing slide. I don't know what it is. I am too. They had moonshine slides, which are like the ceramic slides, and yeah. I'm like, well, I don't have that, and it's five bucks. Okay. I'll do it. So I grabbed that, and then as I was kind of looking around the room, all of a sudden... I look underneath one of the tables that they had, and there was this PRS accessory bag. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing this bag and going, oh my gosh, I remember seeing these things. These things were like 150 bucks. They were really expensive, and I was like, I was not going to spend $150 on a crap bag. Right. (laughs) So... I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, I happen to see it at this estate sale and I pick it up and I look at it and it's got all the parts. It's got everything to it. And I see the tag on it and it was flipped the other way. And I was like, all right, let's see how much it is. And I flip it over and it says $25. Nice. And I was like, awesome. Sold. And the lady says, well, can you give me an offer on it? And I was like, she, she she didn't even wait, you know. And I looked at it and I was like, well, I mean, looks like everything's here. I I guess I could do twenty bucks. And she's yeah. like, done, perfect. She was so Excellent. nice. She was so nice. That lady in there. Yeah, yeah, she was. That's awesome. And that bag is like even the thing that has like the address name and address fill yeah. in whatever wasn't even filled in. Awesome. Like I'm pretty positive the guy got it and never put a thing in it. Probably not. That's awesome, though. It's super cool, and I am going to bring it to Life Fest. Oh, it's nice. going to have all my crap in it. It's going to get used. That's really which cool. Is probably what he wanted to do. I was going to say, don't you know? He's probably like, okay, I'm glad somebody's actually using this stuff. That was happy to yeah. get it. 
That's cool. So I left there. I was really happy. Was that Friday? That was Friday. Okay. And the thing is, is that they had said on Sunday, everything goes down. Right. What I didn't know was on Saturday, everything went down 25%. Yep. Sunday, everything went down 35%. Mm-hmm. Had I known that, I probably would have come back out on on Saturday. What would you have looked for? I would have taken the 810 because oh, the Taylor yeah. 810 CE, they had marked at 2500 Yep. And with 25% off, that would have dropped it down to uh, to two grand. Yeah. And I didn't offer anything, but I figured what I could do is come back on Saturday and then offer 18, yep. 17, yep. Yep. you know, because now it's already two grand. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So now let's fast forward to Sunday morning. Yep. So Sunday morning, I they they didn't open till noon on Sunday morning. So I thought, well, I'm gonna just head out there. I don't have anything else going on. I'm gonna head out there, and I got there probably uh, probably about eleven forty five, and there were already cars just lined up waiting to get in, just lined up, and oh, yeah. um, so heathens. Yeah, and I could tell a bunch of them were musicians. Like I could, ju- you can just tell. You know, they look a certain way. I, I don't know what they it smell is. a certain way. Yes, like haven't bathed in a while. Dreads. Yeah, like yeah, it's gross. I usually wear some sort of like satchel or something around their neck, you know, like crossbody. Yeah. So, <laughs> so noon gets there, and there's like three or four of us that just like speed walk. I mean, I'm talking like '80s mall walkers, like go into the yeah. the back guitar room, and we're just and that lady sees me. You know, this is now the third time she sees me. She's like, "Hey, welcome back." Like, Thank you. So, so I go in. And I'm I'm not looking at the guitar wall. I'm looking at the amp wall because I'm like, let me see what's still there because there was one I really wanted. And I walk in yeah. and I turn the corner and that car amp is still sitting on the stand. And I just Ugh. walk over there and she's like, everything today is 50% off. And I'm like, crap, this is it. So I look at the price tag. It's marked 1600 bucks. So you're going 800 bucks. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how Done. much How much is it off? She's like, 50% off. I put my hand on the handle and I, I grabbed my phone and I'm looking, I was like, I need to at least look at this amp and see what it is. Cause I didn't really even know what it was. I didn't know. Never played it. I know I've heard great things about car amps, but I never had played one. So mm-hmm. when she says 50% off, cause I thought it was 35% off when yeah. she said 50% off, I just grabbed it. I was like, this is worth 800 bucks, no matter what, I'll take it. So, so I grab it, get up there. And then the grumpy old lady at the front, who do you refer to earlier? Yeah. It's like, no, these are 35% off. This isn't 50 and so in my mind, I was like, well, that's 1100 bucks instead of 800 I was like, I still want it. I still want it. Because I looked and knew they were like three grand. And so I was like, I still want it. I still want oh, it. Oh, yeah. So I get it. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have bought this, but I just did. And I'm driving home with it. And I'm, I tell Kim, I was like, hey, I just got something. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited for you. And so I get home. And her and Oliver had gone. I think on Sundays, they usually will go and they'll eat sushi because I hate sushi. And so they go eat sushi on Sundays. <laughs> And so okay. they had gone to eat, and so I came home, and I got my Strat, and I pull out the amp, and I played it, and I'm not kidding. What did I tell you immediately? I was like... Is your favorite amp. Yeah, I was like, this might already be my favorite amp, more than my Deluxe Reverb, more which is a like a 75 model, more than the Karma mm-hmm. Gia that I had, more than the Z-Rec Junior. Yep. I mean, I was like, this might be my favorite amp. I mean, it sounds so good like i cannot even believe how good it sounds and it sounds amazing and so yeah i'm i've got it and it looks cool it looks vintage and it's two-tone it's like tan and and brown 
it's just a, I don't know, it's a super cool amp and I just absolutely love it. So, yeah, so I spent a little bit over $3,000 in an estate sale this week, but I got yeah. a PRS 10 top and a car uh, Mercury amp, uh, the original Mercury, not the Mercury 5, but the original. So, so yeah, my spending in estate sales is probably done for a little while, but man, I'm yeah. delighted to have it. Delighted. So... I had to lead worship until about 1230 that morning. Yeah. And then Owen and I went straight out there. Oh, afterwards. you did? Okay. Okay. So when we got out there, all the amps were gone. Uh-huh. All the guitars except a couple of the PRSs okay. were gone. And I was like, well, this is kind of picked over. And I happened to see a few things there that I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and check on it. They had some elixir strings that were yep. electric, and I've never played electric elixir strings, mm-hmm. but I've heard good things about them. Yeah. They were selling them for like six bucks a pack. I was like, you know, usually they're like 15 a pack. So, yeah, they are expensive. All right. So I went ahead and I, I picked it up. And then I noticed there was this bag of tubes, mm-hmm. and it had two EL34s, and then it also had five. 12AX7 preamp tubes. And I looked at this baggie and I was like, well, it's hard to find tubes right now. I wonder yeah, I wonder what true. the cost is. And I asked the lady, I was like, so how much is this? And she's like, well, what does the price say on the front? And I was like, well, there is no price on the front. She's like, well, make me an offer. I went, <laughs> oh, well, I don't even know if they work. And she was yeah. like, three bucks. Perfect. I was like, okay. Three dollars it is. That is worth which a shot. It was 50% off. And so it's a buck 50 <laughs> for all these nice. tubes. Nice. Which later that afternoon, my Pro Junior, my Fender yeah. Pro Junior Tweed uh-huh. stopped working. Oh, no. It just no sound was coming out of it. And I think I know what the problem is, but I sent it into an amp guy because I don't mess with amps. And I asked him if he would check all the tubes to see if they were any good. And he said, yeah, I'll do that free of charge. No problem. Okay. Who'd you take it to? I took it to Avent Guitars, okay. which yep. is out in farmer's branch okay yes i've been there before yep yeah super nice you know what he seems like a a quality dude yep so hopefully he gets that thing done soon enough because his wait time i mean he had a lot of amps there yeah he stays busy but he does he does a great job very cool so anyway he's gonna do that and that's pretty cool and then i picked up one more thing for our resident lefty drummer oh okay they had an Iron Cobra kick pedal that uh, was yes. essentially new condition. Yep. So I picked that thing up because those are usually like two hundred and twenty dollar yeah. pedals, and I, think, I was able to pick it up for sixty. You know what's funny is I think so. I saw that on Venmo. I saw something that he had paid you for a pedal, and I was like, "What? Yeah. Is, what's going on? He's not. He doesn't deserve pedals. I didn't know it was a like drum pedal. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> okay." That's funny. <laughs> I do every now and then. I just love going through Venmo and just seeing what people put for their payments to people. What they put, I'm like, what's going on in this world? There's a lot of chaos going Favors. on. Favors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, okay. We should probably go ahead and start closing things down here for this All therapy right. session, which has been pretty fun. Steals and deals, and of course, talking about dad because there's nothing better yep. than talking about deals and dad. So. Yep. All that to say, uh, final thoughts. My first final thought is this. Thanks, Dad. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for the first guitar. Thanks for the encouragement. 
and the motivation to go pitch and and play ball. Thanks for playing with me each week mm-hmm. at church and dealing with my shenanigans because there's quite a bit in practice time. Mm-hmm. Not during the service, but definitely during practice. Right, right, of course. And uh, yeah, thanks, Pops. Yep. My other final thought is estate sales rock. You need to go to estate sales. Unless you're in Dallas-Fort Worth, and then don't go to them because... Yeah, don't go to them, but but you can notify us. Yeah, good. let us know. And we'll I, check I will also you. say one more thing. It actually caused me to have a little bit of a nostalgia moment going, gosh, I look at all my guitars, I look at all the stuff I have, and what I just witnessed was people rummaging through mm-hmm. this guy's collection, his hard yep. work, his hard-earned money, his decision-making, what he he painstakingly looked for and everything, and it kind of made me look at my stuff and go, man, how would I feel if somebody was rummaging through my crap? Yeah, and that's and something, something buying it all. I thought about too, and it's something we have to think about because it's going to happen someday. It is. And and so that's my final thought is uh, make sure that whatever you're leaving behind, you either have a price list, number yep. one, <laughs> yep. or number two, you already get rid of what it is you know you're not going to use so yeah. that you can use that money to do something else fun. That Yeah, yeah. And, and I told Kim and Oliver about that. That reminds me of that meme about, you know, I, my biggest fear is one day my wife's going to sell my guitars for what I told her I paid for them. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's true. So make sure you have a price list. And I told them, I said, you know, I'll, I'll have everything prepared for y'all. Like whenever it's my time to go, I'll let you know, give this one to, to Garrett and give this one to Brent and, you know, let Steven have this one and uh, sell these. And this is how much they should sell, sell for. So, so yeah, hopefully we'll have a better, better plan than that. What I've done is I've told Andy, this is the person you talk to. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go, she's supposed to come talk to you. Or to John. Yep. John has the same thing with his wife. He he said that if he goes, call Jeremy. Yep. Jeremy will know what to sell it all for. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So what's your final thoughts? Yeah, uh, my final thoughts are um it is a little bothersome to me going to a state sale sometimes because I think, okay, because I know, you know, after my grandmother just died, going through that stuff and looking at her lifetime of accumulation and you know somebody just rummaging through it going like oh yeah i'll give you a dollar for that whatever but then what kind of gets me through it is thinking can't take this stuff with you when you go like it's it's yeah you just can't and it's just stuff and so i think that me walking in there and seeing that stuff brought me a great amount of joy but it also brought me some a, a sense of okay this is this is a life that we're living and we've only got, you know, a certain amount of time here. So enjoy it while you can, because it could be gone at any point. And then whenever it is time, it's not yeah. always about the money. Like get it in the hands of somebody who's going to love it. Make get it in the hands of somebody who's going to make music with it and, and teach others and, and do stuff. So I just think that, that we have this community. Guitar players are such a cool community where you want to help each other out. You don't want to make money off your friends. And so I would just say, if there's something you're not using, like, Get it to somebody who can use it. Get it to somebody who'll make music with it. And I just, that's that's kind of my big thing. I I really have been hit with that. There's no use hoarding everything because you can't take it with you when you go. If, you're, if you've got a guitar yeah. and you're not playing it, move it. Like, let somebody else play it. You're not going to take it with you. But most of all, my most important final thought is that I also am grateful for my dad and all the good music that he instilled in me. Hopefully good sensibilities about treating people with fairness and 
and honesty and and working hard and you know not wanting more than than you have and being happy with what you have um just just really proud to be his son and so uh happy father's day yeah and happy father's day to you as well as a father happy step father's day thank you. you i am a dog dad i will claim that as well hopefully all the dads out there have a really great day and get spoiled a little bit i'll deserve it yeah you do all right you know what until next time Bye. Bye. Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in a review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Tweed Couch. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time.